We welcome you to the official Titans podcast. My name is Mike Keith. Amy Wells is here. Hello, Mike. Amy, it's great to see you. It's good to see you, too. It's great to be back. Yes, it is. On the OTP, the official Titans podcast. We're joined by one of the newest Titans, wide receiver Adam Humphreys. Hello and welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm good. It's good to see you. Now, let's run through your numbers here real quick. You're listed 5'11", 195. How close is that? That's... On, on the money. On the money. On the money. Completely on the money. Completely. What is the hardest thing about changing teams? What have you found most been that has been most difficult about leaving Tampa and becoming a Titan? Well, uh, luckily I've only had to change teams one time. There you, you know, go. I haven't been bouncing around. Um, but I think the biggest difference was coming in to Tampa Bay. I was a rookie, so you know, you're coming in with other rookies and you're kind of all on the same page. It's, it's different as a, as a veteran who's played four years coming in. Um, you know, kind of by yourself. So you ca- you have to, you know, make new friends that have already been established here and, and veteran guys that are already here. And, um, you know, it's it's a little bit different in that way. But, uh, you know, it's it's fun to dive into a new playbook and, and meet new people and, uh, you know, have new teammates. Do we do things vastly differently than the Buccaneers in terms of how you work out, how you eat your meals? How, how, how different is that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I think it's different, and I think it's different everywhere. But uh, at the end of the day, um, you're doing upper body lift one day, you're doing a lower body lift the next. You're, uh, you've got a nutritionist, you've got you know all your supporting training staff and you know equipment guys, and um, you know a lot of a lot of good people around you helping you succeed. And um, you know little things are different here and there, but um, ultimately it's the same. But being a veteran guy, it must be a little bit easier to make that transition. Like, it's probably not as jarring as it was coming in as a rookie because ultimately football is football and everybody does things, at least in the same version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely as, you know, each year you you play in the NFL, you learn a little bit more about yourself and, you know, how to maintain your body and stuff like that. And as a rookie, you know, you hear all these things about, you know, how tough it is, you know, you're not supposed to be seen in the training room because, you know, you know, if you're seen there, you know, they think you're hurt and, you know, they, they want to get rid of you or whatever. And, uh, you know, as, as you get older, you realize taking care of your body is the most important thing. And um, you know how to handle yourself in, in a building and in meetings. And so it, it was an easier transition here, um, you know, than as I was uh, when I was a rookie. You were a tryout player, though. We talked about that when you first signed. And I think people were surprised that you come out of Clemson. You end up in Tampa, and just like the guys a few days ago with the rookie camp, you didn't get signed to the undrafted contract. You came in as one of the tryout guys and then made it over a guy who had been signed. How long does it take you to feel like you get rid of that? That, that you Does that happen immediately in the building, that you've convinced everybody, look, he's no longer the tryout guy, he's one of our dudes? Yeah, no, it's – I mean um – you know, it was tough. Obviously, it was an uphill battle. I remember my agent telling me, um, you know, when we didn't get a phone call to sign as a free agent somewhere, he was like, you know, you get you got to go down there and take someone's job. And, you know, that's the mentality you have to have going into that situation. But, you know, you know, all throughout OTAs and training camp, you know, you still kind of have that on your shoulder, you know, tryout guy, you know, there's no chance, you know, everyone's saying there's no chance I can make it. Um, and, and once you make it, 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 it is relief, but then you got to go prove yourself and prove that you can play in the NFL against you know, the best players in the world. So, um, you know, getting through that first season um, definitely takes a lot of weight off the shoulders and you realize, you know, you know, I, I can do this. 
So you go through draft weekend. Did you think you were going to be drafted? Um, I think everyone, you know, hopes and, hopes and thinks they're drafted. You know, you're hearing from different scouts and, and, and GMs and, um, you know, player personnel guys. And, you know, they say that, you know, they've got interest in you and all of that. And, uh, you know, you kind of hope that there's there's one or, one or two teams out there that might grab you late if you're, you know, one of those bubble guys. But when it didn't happen, you're not crushed and you're sitting here thinking, okay, somebody's going to sign me. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you hear it's better to be a free agent because you get to choose, right. you know, sometimes. And if you're a seventh round pick, you know, you have to go to a spot and, uh, you know, maybe that wasn't the best fit for you. So, you know, I was, I was excited. I was like, you know, I didn't get drafted. That's kind of a bummer. But, you know, maybe I'll get to pick and choose where I want to go. And it didn't even come to that. So that that was uh, that was tough to go through. Was there a moment when that didn't happen where you thought football's over? Did you ever con- did was there ever even 30 minutes, an hour? Where Adam Humphreys, who's played at Clemson, one of the great programs in this country, thinks, I'm done with ball, it's over. Yeah, there definitely what were thoughts of that. Um, you know, not hearing from a single team, obviously, is really, you know, you know it hurts because, uh, you know, you put a lot of work in, you know, at Clemson for four years. And, you know, you feel like you do have the, the skill and the talent to play. And, uh, you know, not hearing, um, you know, obviously... There were there were thoughts, you know, maybe you know, maybe you know, it's not meant to be. And I remember going down to try out. Um, I, you know, I look at my itinerary, and they already had a flight, you know, booked for me to leave. And you know, I was like, well, I mean, they already have a flight out for me. There's no chance I make it. Um, so yeah, going through my mind, I'm thinking this could be the last time I put on cleats and, and a helmet and gloves. Did you keep that itinerary? Do you have that piece of paper somewhere? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure as soon as they told me I made the team, I just dropped everything dropped and nice. didn't care about whatever. I was like, all right, let's, let's see what I can do to make this team. Well, going through that experience, it must make you appreciate the game a little bit more and feel like every moment is a little more special than someone who has had it given to them every step of the way. In in a way, yes. Um, you know, I, I approach everything, every new obstacle. Um, every season I mean I mean coming here you know uh, a lot of people ask you know is there more pressure you know in different situations and you know I always just think back to where I was and you know that you know where I came from um, you know I'm, I'm every day is a blessing to be um, playing against the best in the world and uh, you know it's it's you know there's no pressure for me. Mike asked you earlier how long it took for you to feel like you were one of the guys like you had earned it is there a little part of you that doesn't want to lose that feeling though like that edge that chip on your shoulder? Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I do feel like I'm one of the guys, um, you know, I've obviously, you know, played well in, in, in my years, um, in the NFL, but, you know, deep down, you know, I always do carry that chip. Um, and that's just something I always will have. Um, you know, even when I played high school and college, you know, I was a, a two-star athlete that was never supposed to play at Clemson and that's just a, a chip I always carry. But, you know, I do feel confident in myself to play at this level. I just, I go back to that though. And I, I just think about how tough that would be to sit there and think, I've got to walk in. And as I was watching those players practice a few days ago, those tryout players, the kind of pressure you're on every rep. I it's got to be stressful. It's uh, got to be. Every single moment. Who in your life helped you to develop the confidence that you could handle that in order to perform well enough to believe in yourself that way, to make it and then go on and do what you did? I mean, there, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, helped me out throughout my life. Um, you know, I go back to my high school coaches, and they were the ones that, you know, 
instilled the belief in me that I could play college ball. And at the time, I I was I was planning on playing at a small small school for basketball. And uh, you know, they convinced me. They're like, "Hey, man, you, you can play YMCA ball for the rest of your life. You can only play football for you know a certain amount of time. You should really think about going it towards football because you know you're a good player." And uh, you know, I never really believed I could. And uh, Phil Smith, they've got Shaw, Coach Wyatt at Dorman High School in South Carolina. Um, they believed in me, and they were like, "Man, we're, we're you know we're the ticket. We're gonna we're gonna talk to schools. We're gonna get you there." And um, you know, I was fortunate enough to get an offer from Clemson, and that was uh, a blessing. And um, you know, those those guys helped me out a lot. And and there's more names, but I just go back to to high school because that's when you know I I you know I, I thought I was gonna play basketball and ended up you know going football route, and you know from there on worked out you really thought you were going to go for basketball huh yeah I was I was gonna quit football after my sophomore year of high school train for basketball and uh you know I had already had some schools looking at me and saying they were gonna offer for basketball and that was my favorite sport at the time and uh the football coaches convinced me to stick it out for football I don't know if you know this there's a lot of good basketball in the upstate in South Carolina that's Mm -hmm. a that's a nice basketball area Zion Williamson (laughs) it's produced some big time players and and I mean, it's serious in that it's – I don't want to say it's North Carolina-esque because I don't want to insult you in any way because I know you're <laughs> a South Carolinian, but you know what I mean. It, it it has that flavor in terms of how seriously they take their basketball. They they really do. And, um, you know, with AAU and, uh, you know, we had some, some guys, some former players that – we're, we're, we're training young guys and um you know i was i was really debating giving up football just focusing you know every uh, every month out of the year on basketball and um you know <laughs> thankfully I, I didn't i stuck with football and um you know it worked out so here's what i'm thinking though you have a hard enough time convincing strangers that you're a professional football mm-hmm. player can you imagine trying to convince people that you're a professional basketball player? And that, I think that's that's what really uh, you know kind of woke me up. Is like, all right, I'm I'm five eleven white dude. <laughs> <laughs> Am I really gonna make it to the the highest level at basketball? Which at the time I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about just you know getting to a good college, getting a good education, and and then uh, you know obviously there you do see some really successful football players you know in the slot um, you know my size. So uh, now, that was that was what convinced me. Let me stop you for a second. <laughs> Is that for real? People really don't believe when you meet them on an airplane or something. I read the story from the yeah caravan. from Jim White. Jim yeah. White wrote the story. Is that for real? It is one hundred percent for real. Yes. <laughs> so you, so it would help you if you had like a card that had from the NFLPA. Or I'm like a member. your cleats. Who would do that? <laughs> I, I know, right? But <laughs> Adam, but nice is it, just handed my card. But who, I mean, do people like go? Yeah, really? Do they doubt you, or do you have to convince them? Um, they do doubt me, um, and then if if they're really curious, they'll continue to ask questions, and then I'll tell them where I played and all that, and then the you know, obviously they they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, I've, I've you know I notice you now um but i think it's just the attire i wear i I just look like either i'm a baseball player or a golfer so (laughs) that's probably just their assumptions can i ask clemson questions yeah may i yeah absolutely when you signed with clemson clemson wasn't this clemson not yet it was getting there yeah what has Dabo sweeney done what has transpired over the last decade that has enabled Clemson to go from being a very good program, a very competitive program, a bowl team every year, an upper, some years a top 10 team. But, I mean, let's face it, Clemson always lost one in there. Mm. They shouldn't have lost. for. That's what they said about Dabo early, and now it's a juggernaut. It's mm. really Clemson and Alabama, 
as the programs that are sort of trading the heavyweight blows every mm-hmm. year. What has made that happen? I mean, it's impressive to see what he's done. And, um, you know, I go back to my freshman class um, with Sammy Watkins, Sharon Peak, Martavis Bryant, um, some other B.J. Goodson, um, some really good NFL players currently. Um, go back to that class, and that was when we, you know, started – 10 win, 10 win seasons, 11 win seasons, winning the Orange Bowl, making it to some big games, beating LSU and the Chick-fil-A Bowl. And, uh, you know, ultimately that, that helps Sweeney, who is w- one of the best, if not the best, you know, recruiters in the game, um, you know, sell Clemson to people. And, uh, you know, just um, how consistent we were with what we did, our actions off the field, on the field. Um, you know, he's great in the community. And it's, I mean, it's hard to say no to Coach Sweeney when he, when he gives you a, a scholarship offer just because of, the guy that he is and um you know ultimately he's he's just a great leader and the guys we have in that building now are, are also um, great leaders and great players and um you know they're they're killing it how much of it is they kept hitting the rock the same way with the sledgehammer over a period of time and by continuing to do it the same way it just finally paid off I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head with what you said. I mean, he holds a standard, and if you don't reach that standard, he, I mean, he will give you a chance to to bounce back. You know, with, with if, if it's either grades or you know conduct, you know, he's gonna gonna fight his hardest to you know help his players out and help them succeed as men. And that's that's what he always says. He wants guys to graduate, get their degree. That's the most important thing. And um, you know, if if a guy just just can't you know you know grasp that. Um, you know, you, you know, you see those guys, you know, walking out the door. Um, but you know, he's he's firm on what he believes in, and he he wants the guys to to uh, develop as men more than more than just football players. I had a chance to talk to Coach Sweeney before the first round of the NFL draft. He was on the red carpet. And um, one of the things that he kept reiterating to me is, yes, these guys are good football players, referring to some of the guys who were in the first round of the draft. But they're even better men, mm-hmm. and that's what he kept driving home and driving home. How important is that emphasis on creating a full person? How important is that to having a successful program? I mean, it's everything um, because you got to trust the guy you know next to you. And uh, you know, I think it's funny. You know, every time DeAndre Hopkins and, and, and Sammy come back to you know Clemson or, or talk to Sweeney, you know, you hear them say. Sweeney's, you know, first thing he asks him is when you coming back to get that degree. You know, he wants him to come back and get that degree. You know, they obviously left as juniors, um, you know, because they're great athletes and had a had a great opportunity to get drafted. But you know, he's asking, you know, come back and get your degree. You know, you know, we need that. You need that as as a man, and it just shows how much he cares more than just just winning games. Here's another interesting point. So I remember Dabo when he was at Alabama as a player. Dabo's story at Alabama. It's pretty similar to your story at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he he kind of was you trying to make it, knowing what he wanted to do, and and it's it's so impressive to see what he's done through coaching. He was not near the player you are, but his stick to itiveness, his attention to detail, and people always said this guy's going to be a coach. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a, a special coach. So. I take it another way from that standpoint. With the program he's built and the program that you came out of, would you have had any chance to have made the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a tryout player if you had not come from a program like Clemson where you'd been held to that standard and also played with and against that kind of talent? Yeah, that's a that's a tough question to answer, but I do believe – 
going to Clemson and, and being under Sweeney and, and that in that program, I mean, ultimately made who I am today. And I mean, you see the talent coming out of that receiver room and all over, you know, the Clemson, um, you know, roster. But, uh, you know, Sweeney, as a former receiver, undersized, you know, similar to me, you know, he's he's on us all the time in practice and meetings and, and making sure he's holding us to that high standard. And um, every every team meeting he walks into, he has a little sign that just says believe. And, you know, that, you know, probably goes back to when he was, you know, uh, a walk on at Alabama, you know, believing that you can be there, believing you can make plays and believing that you belong in, in, a, in a room where there's some really talented guys. And, you know, that that's how I felt when I first got there, being with some of the five-star recruits and all that. I, you know, I have to, to believe that I belong here and believe I can make plays. And, um, you know, it's just kind of cool how everything worked out. So now being in a new locker room, in a new situation, in a new wide receivers room, how do you relay that message of belief, mm-hmm. that having that confidence? Um, how do you relay that to some of the younger guys that are in that room? Yeah, no, I think for me it's just – just by your actions and by how how you prepare each and every week, and um, you know, hopefully, you know, I can I can spread that. Um, you know, this is, is it's kind of weird because it's the first time I've ever been the most veteran guy in a room. Um, coming from from Tampa, you know, I had Vincent Jackson for a time, Mike Evans, and and even Deshaun Jackson in there. But um, I, I believe I'm the most veteran player in the room currently, and and uh, you know, we we got a, a good group of guys who um, really want to win and want to be successful. So. Um, so far from what I've seen phase one and phase two every, everybody's got great worth ethic, work ethic and um, you know really eager to succeed and uh, I'm, I'm excited to move forward with these guys and, and, and get to know them better personally and and on the field and um, really excited two-part question Adam Humphreys why do some guys just absolutely seem revolted by the thought of being considered a slot receiver mm-hmm. And then the second part is, why do you not mind? Why do you embrace that role that other receivers say, "I'm hey, I'm an air, I'm not a slot. I'm at everything." Well, you get paid a lot more. <laughs> you say you're not. Um, well, I, I don't know. I saw your contract looks yeah. pretty good from here. <laughs> yeah, so. that's fine. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's weird how that works. But um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, to me, it's just. There's so much that goes into being a slot receiver, and uh, I respect you know every every slot. I respect every player in the NFL, but um, to be able to make decisions on the run, to to see coverages change while you're running routes, to to know your hots, your sights, um, and and to be tough, to be able to hit, take a hit over the middle, um, you know, being a slot receiver is uh, is not easy by any means. Um, I mean, no position in the league is, but um, having played it for for four years. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm a slot, and uh, yeah. Why do you do it well? What is it about your game that allows you to play the slot well? Um, I mean, it's it's been a lot of a lot of reps and a lot of hard work. Um, I've I've been with some some great coaches that um, know the position well and have, have helped me out. Um, you know, throughout throughout uh, my my career. Um, but in terms of you know catching it and taking hits and holding on to the ball, that's I don't know how that happens. But uh, I remember my coach at Clemson, Jeff Scott, always said it hurts a lot worse when you drop it and you get hit than when if you catch it. So um, simple as that. <laughs> try to try to bring it in and hold on to it. But um, yeah, I mean it's 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 just a lot of hard work. Yeah. It's got to be helpful. It just in my mind, I've never played football before, so I don't really know. But it must be helpful to have one thing that's kind of your specialty that you can really focus on and learn that skill set. Am I wrong? 
No, no, there's it's definitely a good thing to have, um, you know, a skill set that's unique because, um, then, like I said, again, that's that's what helps, um, you know, further your career and, and make a lot of money. And, um, you know, there's always things you can work on. But, you know, if there's a couple of things that you do very well, um, you know, coaches and, and GMs and, and scouts recognize that. And, um, you know, in the room I'm in now, you know, hopefully I can bring some of the, those skill sets and, and help other people learn those and um, develop as players. And, and like I've always said, you know, I, I every room I'm in, no matter who's in it, you know, it's it's good to, to learn from each and every player that I've ever come across from because everyone's different. Everyone has their own techniques and, and mentality towards the game. So you, if you can just be a sponge and just bring in, you know, a lot of information and learn from other people, it's it's the best best way to learn couple of rapid-fire questions about your free agency. Did you know at the end of 2018 you were going to be leaving Tampa? I had a good feeling. Okay, you had a feeling that was going to happen. Did you have any idea what the market would be like for you entering free agency? I did, but I didn't believe it. <laughs> okay, so so it's almost like it's almost like look, they told me I might be drafted. They told me somebody was going to say yeah, so you're kind of like, eh, I've, been, I've trust no one. Trust no one. That's exactly yeah. right. When your agent called you and said the Titans are interested. What did that mean to you? Did you know that they would be a team that would be coming after you? Did you what what did you know about this situation? I, again, I'm sorry to ask you four questions at once, but I think you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, I, th- I think, um, you know, in the back of my mind, I knew the Titans would be in the picture. Um, that's as simple as I can put it, yeah. Wow. How did you know that? Had you studied? Stu- had, studied what? Well, had you studied <laughs> what was – I mean, had you read articles? Had yeah, you f- I mean, as, as okay. you watch film, you know, you're watching, you know, almost every team in the league and, and you and you look at their offenses and, and you see some – some needs and some uh, some areas that you know they can improve in, and uh, you know obviously talking with my agent, they do all their homework, and um, you hear teams that need slots, and okay. um, you know there's a, there's a list of teams that that need that position, and um, you know when I heard I knew that t- the Titans would be on the board, you know obviously Nashville is a great city, and um, you know having some familiar people here, um, you know made that made that work, so you know having them on the board was awesome all right last one i'm i'm sorry to <laughs> no i'm, I'm going a, um, i'm going too far i've but no, i'm fascinated no. by this when you were up here last year practicing against mm. the titans what was your impression of this place of the titans did you ever think i could play there someday do, do guys think stuff like that yeah at the at the time i wasn't thinking about it as much as towards the end of the season because ah. um, i mean obviously as a competitor you're you know, you're pulling for, you know, a great season for the team you're on at the time. And, you know, hopefully everything works out. You win a Super Bowl and, you know, you get signed back. But, um, you know, that didn't work out. But, you know, when I was here, you know, obviously we went out um, one night and, you know, had a, had a nice dinner downtown and, um, you know, got to got to see the city. And I've always enjoyed this this city. And, uh, you know, I, you know, this team is, a you know, an awesome team. So um, it was it was cool to kind of get a feel for the facilities um, before I even had a, an idea I would be here. An advanced scouting mission. He came here and peeped it out before he even took it on. I like that. I think that's awesome. So having been here and having spent some time in Nashville, lived here for a while, you feel like you made the right choice? I do. I I mean, I've been here for a month, I guess now, but um, I've had... What's he going to say? This place sucks. (laughs) This is terrible. (laughs) I hate it here. Um, No, no, I'm really happy with the choice. I love love our coaches. I think uh, we've got a we've got a special room um, in the receiver room and a, and a special special uh, 
um, group of players on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, really excited about that. And, uh, you know, I don't know too much about the defense yet, but I'm um, going off last year, you know, very successful. So I'm um, really excited to be here and uh, be a part of the team. See, he answered it well. He yeah. did. He did real well. <laughs> he did. He did real well. Just to, to kind of wrap up, though, I, I want to ask you about it. So you agree to the deal. Mm-hmm. Before you and everybody does now because you have the legal tampering period, which is one of the strangest things I've ever heard. So the best oxymoron in it's sports. It's the greatest oxymoron <laughs> in the history of mankind. So you you've got an agreement with the Titans. The Patriots called. They weren't the only team though, were they? No, no, no. They were uh yeah. No, they they were they were a bunch of teams that came down to the end on those last couple of days. They and, kept uh, calling? Yeah, yeah, there were there were there were multiple teams, you know that, that. I mean, it's it's a whirlwind. I was I was excited for free agency, and then when it actually started, I was like, man, what like what do I do? And so <laughs> the, you've you've made a deal with the team, and mm-hmm. other teams still want you and keep coming. Yeah, um, I, that's how it works. <laughs> but um, you did know, did you turn was, your phone off, or do you say I got to go for a walk and think about? I mean, well, I was mo- playing golf, and so I was playing music on my phone, so nice. I couldn't turn it off, but. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was uh, you know I, you know obviously it nothing's official till you come here and sign sure. it. So I guess uh, anything anything's allowed. But yeah, it was it was a it was a crazy experience. And um, you know uh, there's there's so much good about each and every option. Sure. And um, you know you have to you know take a lot of things into consideration. And at the, at the end of the day, um, you know I'm happy to be a Tennessee Titan. For everything you've done, though, I mean you have uh, you've earned this. And, and, I mean, it's something you should be awfully proud of. And I know the people at Clemson, in visiting with them about you, they're so proud of what you've been able to do. Are you able to allow yourself to sort of enjoy this moment, realizing there's much more to do and you have things to prove and there are things that you want to accomplish and you want to win a Super Bowl? I get it. You want to earn your money. But can you just sort of say, hmm, this is pretty good. I'm enjoying this. And I'm going to give myself just a little bit of credit right here to the point where I can say, yeah, this is a good thing. Yeah, the, definitely. I am. Uh, it, it is. It is. Like I said, it's a. It's a blessing to be here and to to have made it four years. To to say to I, it's it's crazy. You know, with the rookies in here, you know, everyone's asking, you know, how many years you've been in the league, and to be able to respond with five years, you know, that's something that, you know, I never even dreamed I could, you know, say to someone and and to say I'm, you know, I'm a veteran in the NFL is. Is crazy, and to be in the situation with with an awesome contract on an awesome team, um, it couldn't couldn't get any better. Yeah, because the stages are you you want to get on a roster, and mm-hmm. the rookie, uh, what'd you get nineteen thousand to sign something like that? No, that I don't think that was true. I didn't get a dime. You didn't get a, you got <laughs> I nothing. Get, I got nothing. So the your first year in the league, you would have made like four twenty something yes. like that. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So because it's four ninety five now. Yep. Yeah. It's f- four ninety five for rookies this year. That's a pretty good first job out of college. Yeah, that's more that's, than that's I made my good. first job out of college. And then you want to stay, and then you want the three years and three games so that you that you got the pension, and then you get to the fourth year, you get to the end of the fourth year, and you're that vested veteran who can go out and get a free agent contract. I mean, these are all milestones mm-hmm. that guys are trying to attain knowing the average lifespan in this league is – Right. Nothing. Is nothing. And if you take Tom Brady out, it's even lower. We'll see, and that's the <laughs> thing. Because he's played for 82 years. But really, it's got to feel good to have accomplished most of those um, milestones. To be in a place where you can, you get a fresh start with a new team to make a statement, to be a veteran, that's got to be a good feeling. It is. It is. 
What's the biggest difference playing with Marcus Mariota compa- compared to playing with Jameis Winston, the top two picks in the 2015 draft? Yeah, you know, it's hard to answer, obviously, because I played four years with Jameis, um, and you go through so many ups and downs and, and all kinds of stuff with those guys. So you obviously know Jameis better. But um, through the first, you know, four four or five weeks that I've been here, um, Marcus has been great. Um, you know, they're both leaders in, in, in their own way. Um, and, uh, you know, Marcus is really talented. You know, watching watching film and offensive meetings, it's it's really cool to see how he moves in the pocket and, um, you know, can can sling the ball. And with, with the guys we got around him, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Who have you enjoyed getting to know the most here? Yeah, no, I mean, it's <laughs> – that's a trap question. No, I it's not meant to be a trap. I just didn't know if there was somebody who really stuck out that you've that you've really bonded with quickly. I didn't mean, it, and I'm, I'm sure it felt yeah. that way, but that's not what it. No, I mean, there's a, a ton of guys. You know, obviously the guys in my receiver room have have all been cool. Um, you know, Corey Davis is is a is a humble guy, quiet guy, but really hard worker, and you know a lot of upside. And um, you know, obviously Marcus is is good to get to know him. You know, each and every week, you know, we work together and. I mean, I can say that about everyone. You know, everyone's everyone's a good. When I came here for my free eight or my visit to sign, and um, everyone said, you know, this is a great great locker room. A lot of good guys. You know, that they meant it. So so far, each and every guy I've met has been it's been awesome and 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 a true professional. Fits the John Robinson story, doesn't he? Sure does, to a T. To a T. To a T. And only fitting that you would be back with the guy who told you you were going to have a chance to make the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster, John Robinson. True. Small yeah. world. Small world. Adam Humphreys, it has been great to visit with you. Thank you for, for taking time and uh, sharing your experience. And we're just thrilled you're here. We can't wait to watch as we get deeper into OTAs and uh, the minicamp and everything, get a chance to watch you work in this offense. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Last year for Tampa Bay, 76 catches for 816 yards and five touchdowns. Fifth-year man out of Clemson who really is 5'11", 195 pounds. Sure is. He truly is. Every bit of it. (laughs) That's what he said, not me. That's what he says, and he's a trustworthy-looking dude. (laughs) That does it for this week's edition of the official Titans podcast for wide receiver Adam Humphreys and wide receiver wannabe Amy Wells. Mike Keith says, thanks for joining us for the OT. Team.